Blogcast is the official podcast of Burgundy Blog. On the Redskins, for the truth. We are back with another episode of Burgundy Blogcast with the man Brent. And of course, I am merely Sports Channel 8's Hayes Permar. It might be a moral victory edition of the blogcast. No, it was no, a, no, 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 no. It was a, <laughs> no. Get out of here with that. Get, get out of here with that. <laughs> Hold on. We'll get to your one word in just a second. Let me get the details in first. It was a 23-20 to 20, Oh, no, wait. A 29-20 to 20 loss to the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City. We'll talk about those big six points at the end. But we have other things to talk about first, including getting a one-word description of this moral Loss to uh, to Kansas City for the Redskins. Brent, what is the one-word description? There are no moral victories or moral losses, Hayes, but your point is well taken. My word for this game is legitimizing. Legitimizing? That... That sounds like a moral uh, moral victory word don't right there. I'm not going to lie to you. Don't say that. Do not say that. We'll talk more about the game. Let's talk about exactly why you think it is legitimizing. You think that uh, even with the, the points on the scoreboard, the, the Redskins backed up what they did last week? Yeah, I mean, it, 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 moral, moral hurts me just because of my gut, my, my reflex to that word. But, um, yeah, you know, they played, they played one of the best teams in the hardest place to play, and half yep. the team got injured. And, yes. Uh, and, and, you know, it was and, and they could have had it. They could have had it. It was I mean, it was it was more than just it was way more than just, you know, one or two plays here and there. I mean, there were like, you know, either team could have it just, just I mean, there were there were 10 different individual plays that made this game. You know, either yep. way, it was it was it was a dogfight. It was an awesome football game. Love, love that. I mean, I'm not losing sight of the fact that we watched this to be entertained and, and like damned if I wasn't entertained. No, I was thinking a lot about that too. About the Redskins are definitely an entertaining team, right? Just an, now. an entertaining team. The defense was ferocious. I mean, I'm I'm sorry. Like a lot of people are going to complain. I was seeing a ton of complaints about the defense on Twitter and, and late in the first half and in, in the third quarter, and they were getting tired. They were getting beat up, and they gave up a bunch of third down conversions. But um, I mean, the first half the defense was just looking awesome, looking really good. Personality just nasty, and the the the, the Redskins showed tonight. That they can play. I mean, they're not. A, they're not a joke. I mean, I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs. I don't know if they're going to have another amazing win this year. But um, you know, it was it was super close, and um, I just you know, damn, like it's it's not a moral victory because it's like they they had a chance at the end and they blew it. So you have to you have to hit that. But yep, um, it, it, it was fun. It, they looked they looked legitimate to me, and it's I, to me, uh, you know, hopefully these guys aren't injured long term. You know, most of them, but. Right. Um, there's there's good reason to believe from this game that that this is going to be a season. Uh, all right, you talk about one or two plays that you know couldn't the game could have gone a different way. Let's start working backwards a little bit and talk about some of the stuff that happened at the end of the game. Uh, yeah, I first mean, so, off, so I mean, the, the Doxon's almost touchdown, obviously. Yeah, I mean, that, I got that with two exclamation points next to him. I mean, that, that that's the game right there, basically. Oh, I mean, not God. that not that the Chiefs aren't going to ha- still have another drive, but oh, I mean, that is God. the game, and, and was, Cousins it, it was, did everything to win it right Cousins there, right? Cousins threw a dime. Yeah, he, did. he absolutely did. I mean, if if, if Doxon hangs on, which he was, you know, a blade of grass away from I mean, doing, it was right there. Cousins Cousins is a is a legend, and um, you know, I, I don't. Oh man, I just wanted it for him. I wanted it for the team. I wanted it for me. Like it was so close, and and it's not one of those where like, oh boy, you know, I I just I'm not that mad at him about it. I think it was his 
crazy hops that, that put him in position to have it. Yeah, that's like, true. That's like, true. You know, you know, the average receiver or even a, even a good receiver might not have made it look that close, you know? He got uh, up. It was over the hands oh, of the defender. Oh, he went was, another level if, just if to if touch he it. that yep. in and they win, it, it is a lifelong highlight. I mean, it's, no, it's, it's one you remember. It's remember yeah, Dotson's uh, catch in Kansas City. Yep, in so Arrowhead. Him. I mean, and he had – he had two great catches earlier in the game. I mean, he looked like a very legitimate receiver in this game. It's just, man, that would have been storybook. All right. Well, I was going to say, all right, the, the catch aside, what did you think about the clock management on the final drive? Because I thought Gruden was doing a good job yeah. with Cousins of not freaking out when the you know when that, the clock was running low, yeah. and then they took that time out when it was like, no, no, no. The whole Why point, did they take that time out? I know, I know. They, I know. They, now, I will say, because they ran uh, – did they call the timeout after the running play before the pass play? I think they may have. They weren't – I'm not sure how many seconds were left on the play clock. It was after the run, and I don't know how much more they could have gained. They you know, just, the sweet spot – really, really needed that first down so bad, and I, I mean I, – like, don't call the run if you're not going to go for it. I didn't like. I didn't like the run either. I didn't like the run either. I thought that that next play they should have gone for uh, for a first down rather than um, than just a little bit of run. But, uh, but but my next question is: I assume you like the play call of even though it's third and two and a first down would be huge. You don't mind the play call of taking a shot at the end zone, right? You still like no, that. I mean, no. obviously, obviously, it's easier to like seeing how close it was. But I still think that was the. You know, I, I hate to do this, but. That's the play that, that Tom Brady and the Patriots would have made in that same situation. It was, I feel yeah, like. it was the right call. It was a good call. Um, but but again, do you do you put any blame on Gruden for not for, for leaving too much time on the clock? I'm I'm sure you know if I go back and parse that, it, it, you could find a way to suck a few more seconds out of it. But you know, I you're right. I mean, for the most part, over the course of the drive, he did a pretty good job of of milking it. Um, it just you know you left a, you left a good a good offense and a, and a savvy vet quarterback a little bit too much time. Yeah. Uh, and then what about, since we're sticking at the end of the game, any, anything you would have done differently for the defense on that final drive? Um, yeah, I mean, you, you got to – they let Smith break contain and then, you know, run to the sideline and make that sweet 37-yard pass. I mean, you got to keep him in the pocket, basically. I mean, I, I, it's not that – I don't think the call was bad. It's just, you know, he was beating, he was beating you with his legs all night. I mean, how many – half a dozen awesome plays with his legs. Um, yep. And he, so he got out and he, he made a great play. Alex, Alex Smith is having a tremendous season. He's an he's an underrated quarterback, good player, and he's at his at his best right now. And he just made a sick play. All right, and we do come to discuss things, the play on the field, how the team does. Uh, Burgundy Blogcast has never uh, made its stake nor increased its viewership by dabbling in the seedy world of NFL gambling. <laughs> even though we all know that the NFL <laughs> is making its backs off it, however. There are Redskins fans out there who are fired up for this game. They heard every word of last week's Burgundy broadcast, and they were believing fully in this defense. So they got to see on display mostly in the first <laughs> half. And this oncoming offense and that Kirk Cousins still can beat the Kirk Cousins of the past. And they said, you know what? Seven points? I can't believe. I do not condone I, games of chance, Hayes. I can't believe they're giving up seven points. And you know what? Even us Redskins fans who are pulling for them in this game – could take it as a moral victory. The classic moral victory is, well, you know, they lost, but with the seven points, <laughs> they Suffered. did just fine. The defense also did a good, good job of keeping it under 48 points, which was key for this game for whatever reason <laughs> you might want to discern. So that final touch, you know, I have no problem with the Redskins doing everything they can 
to try and win the game. Obviously, yeah. Except that I do play think, was garbage. It looked like garbage. I was gonna say I would have seen. I would have liked to see. Like it looked like they started out knowing they were doing going left to Jameson Crowder, and he was supposed to pitch it back to somebody. But after that, it looked real bad, real fast. And if you're gonna do that, guys, you cannot sway the outcome of the betting <laughs> game on your stupid last second attempt to make a, a, a crazy play. So that's. My one moral loss there we have I'm there. Sure that, was, I'm sure Jay will really take that to was heart. in Vegas. And the only reason I bring it up is, again, it's not just for me, selfishly. I know that there are Redskins fans listening to this game who were like, you know what? They didn't win, but at least they, you know, they backed up my confidence in them by betting on them tonight, and then that last play wouldn't happen. So I, I thought that at least der- deserved to mention. While we're talking about things not specific to the game, i got to ask you, is it weird watching John Gruden call Jay Gruden? I know we've had it happen a few times this is yeah. the first, but I found it oddly weird tonight, especially when he calls him Jay Gruden. I'm like, just, just call him Jay. <laughs> Acknowledge that he's your brother. Quit calling him Jay Gruden. I, I don't know. I just found it has weird. happened a few times. And uh, I was actually thinking about this earlier today for some reason, just in anticipating it. I think Gruden, uh, John, I mean, uh, is, is, you know, pretty, pretty good at, at what he's doing now and, and very professional about it. And there have not been many times where I thought that he's, you know, he's homering for Jay. Like, He's he's you know he seems to be pretty uh pretty neutral about it and yeah know, no I agree with that it doesn't seem to homer for him you, you it just definitely seems I mean I definitely do I, it's hard to break the habit of kind of like piquing my interest a little bit um, extra high for any, basically anything he says about you know what what he you know spec any speculation on his part about what the Redskins head coach likes because it seems like you know he he knows he obviously knows so when he says that guy's going to be in the doghouse you can pretty much write it down. Uh, right, you know, so right. It's 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 interesting. I mean, I think I think he's good. I think he called it well. Um, anything else coaching? We we talked about the final plays. Was there anything else coaching wise in this game that you liked or didn't like? Um, that if you had been John Gruden, you would have been less homerish about Jay Gruden about Gruden. No, I mean, we get but on it, Gruden. We we've been getting on Gruden for years about how the team starts slow, and that didn't happen at all. They started super hot. They got up. Oh, oh, oh yeah, but the other one, the other one that I was going to ask about specifically. What did you think about the three running plays? When they had to settle for a field goal instead of a touchdown on the on the second score, it didn't bother me too much. I, I another a coaching thing I did like was was when he um he went for it on fourth and one in the first half and cuz cuz ran for yep. it. Yep. Um, yep. I like that. I mean, but, as soon as that as soon as that third down play ended, I was like, please go for it, and I'm glad he did. He got it confidently, so that was good. Cuz was was big with his legs all day today, right? Cuz made I a mean, bunch of that. plays with his legs. Spent two two in a row in at the end there. Um, yep. On that last long drive, uh, just just really good. I tweeted that he what, gets he gets awareness points for those plays. What uh, what was different for the defense in your eyes on sort of you know the last or maybe it was the second to last drive of yeah like you said the first quarter and a half it looked like the exact same defense we saw in the Raiders game they were Just so suffocating yeah. confident everything what did do you, did you see anything specific that looked different it seemed like the they got touchdown tired. drives it seemed like three yeah. quarters of them got injured and then it was undisciplined for most of the night the penalties really really killed them I don't know what the they had twice as many penalties seven or eight penalties and damned if like three or four of them didn't seem to happen on plays where they would have gotten off the field I mean they they how many at least three drive sustaining penalties on on what would have been successful defensive plays on third down i couldn't believe it uh do you want to oh and then another big move how big was the uh the this one on, this is on hayes's notes 
How big was the touchdown catch for Pryor? I mean, I, well, I thought it was going to be huge for him. Right, it's not like right. he went out and had some breakout game. Yeah. But in general, do you think that catch was big for him? It was definitely big because it's like something he can point to. It's something he can build on, I would think. I mean, it just – he basically did it all on athleticism. He, he, you know, he got open and then the, – the, the throw was not perfect. I mean, he was, he was pretty wide open and the throw did not lead him – did not hit him in stride. So he had to make a nice adjustment, scored a nice touchdown. And, and, and he had another nice catch um, later on. I think it was still in the first quarter – uh, a first a, a first down catch on a, that was a third down conversion and so I wrote down in my notes he's he's looking big early and I'm like that's good you know maybe he's going to get sort of untracked today but then he did yeah he just kind of shriveled in the second half I think he had another first down catch over the middle in the second half but it, it just didn't really didn't really translate yeah and we saw reliable Ryan Grant make a make a, a grab oh yeah uh, I mean but we should point out that that um, Pryor's touchdown and Ryan Grant's very nice red zone touchdown both came against Marcus Peters who's a tremendous corner. Yep. Uh, who who is uh, Cousins' favorite and or best target right now? I I don't know. I don't know. It's really weird. I mean, his 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 like sort last of, year that that answer would have been healthy Jordan Reed. Easily Jordan, Jordan Reed. Reed. Easily Jordan Reed, and and one A would have been Crowder. And so it seemed like with with Garcon and Jackson gone, it was going to be like definitely those two guys again. And if if, yeah. okay, if if Reed is hurt, then it'll just be Crowder. But like it's it seems like Cousins is struggling to find Crowder. He's not catching a lot of balls. No, I, I was wondering about that connection, too. And, and if it's like, you know, the syndrome where everybody – we talked about this a little bit where those guys looked really good when they're your three, four receivers. Now, all of a sudden, when they're your one, two guys, maybe maybe they're, it's a little bit of a different situation. But something does seem it, – it does seem odd that Crowder and Cousins don't have the connection that they seemed to last year. And that is a, that is a, a big miss. That, that to me is more mysterious than than prior sort of failing to like transition smoothly. I, I don't I don't know why they can't just decide to to feature Crowder more. Yeah. Uh, once again, Brent's notes uh, tends to be a, a longer and longer segment. Yeah, I, mem- I remember back in the day when Brent used to send me like eight notes to discuss <laughs> and they could kind of be the guiding topics for the podcast. Now you can't invent you to Brent's notes without, you know, having to spend an we've extra half. Most of them. Well, that's what I thought too. So that's I've also uh, again the technology here. I am on the strange iPhone that I don't use very often. So referring to Brent's notes, he did not send me in text this time. He sent me on iMessage, which means I'm stuck talking on the same phone that he's got that I've got the messages on. So are there uh, is there a Brent's note from the first half? I saw the word loco being used in. in a Brent's note. I wrote uh, anytime, <laughs> anytime there's Spanish being I was gonna, I was I'm curious about what. Point that one out. I was, I wrote All right, good, good. Loco, which was uh, Swearinger after like a, a nice like tackle for a loss by someone else started swinging his arms around like a deranged lunatic, like a like the Bushwhackers, and and it, I was just <laughs> like, I was like, swear is hyped. That was not. I, I mean, he was. You know, at, at that time the defense was just humming, and it was like, "Are we headed for a rout?" I was. You know, everyone's getting super pumped, but Swearinger was just like super lit. I thought that was cool. And do you have any word on uh, any of the injuries? And is any is any one injury? Yeah, Norman uh, particularly worrisome. To, Norman yeah, yeah, is I was a big say problem. Same thing. I don't know. There was they were they were rumoring on Twitter um, about whether there was an internal thing. I think Rappaport said maybe they're worried it's a lung thing, and I, I I couldn't honestly tell. They kept calling it a rib on the broadcast, but I know he's had a shoulder thing, and to me it looked like he was favoring his shoulder. I, I don't yeah. know. And so they they seem pretty sure he's going to miss time. Obviously they have the bye next week, so I guess that's somewhat fortunate. But um, uh, yeah, can't can't understate his importance. They, and honestly, you know, that that was a, a big probably a big part of the reason why they did 
leak oil, so to speak, as, as Gruden said, 58 times in the second half. Um, you know, I think why did they start so strong and then kind of fade? I, I think losing him at halftime was a big problem. Uh, and how uh, how great was Norman's hit on Travis Kelsey? That was so sweet. I loved uh, I loved Kelsey I going love to ten corner that hits, man. Uh, definitely, uh, and 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 a legal hit. Like you definitely were in danger yeah. of like just the way the bodies were lined up. The play up there, right after just... that was Breland, who kind of was like up and down tonight. But Breland was was getting like cleanly blocked by somebody, but then he just pile drive the ball carrier. There were two in a row, and yep, I was like, big defense, hits. defense is on fire right now. I liked when Kelsey gave him, you know, tennis when when you, uh, it's like okay to applaud your opponent or right. say nice shot if they yeah, smoke. Yeah, like Kelsey got off and gave him the nice like. Kelsey, oh, Kelsey just just kind of crushed the Redskins in the first half. I mean, he was if you t- if you take him away, the first half is another blowout. Um, but he really sustained them. He scored the first touchdown. He was the Redskins had have had a hard time covering really good tight ends for years, and boy, that continued tonight. He made them pay big time. Yep. Uh, any note from the second half that stands out to you on Brent's notes that wanted to be a, a can't-miss note? Um, I like – I got a couple. I like that the Redskins ha- keep keep getting um, – I don't know how many sacks they finished with. There was at least four. Maybe they got a fifth later. But they seem to be getting a lot of kind of like gang tackle sacks and group sacks, and I just think that yep. speaks to the fact that the, 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 the front seven is – is getting a much better pressure than last year. Vernon Davis had another long play that's, that flipped the field and turned into a touchdown. It was right before Ryan Grant's touchdown. Yeah, he like, still seems to have a lot of games. He in looks him. great. Dude, he looks like he just got drafted. I and mean, that's, that's I, the throw is, to him yeah. and, and the read on that throw. It's like the guy saw them. Uh, Cousins saw who was on him, knew he was going to be open, and spent the first two seconds looking the other half of the field yep, yep. to make sure that no safety help came and then just delivered it perfectly. And then Davis was, yeah, running great all call. over the field. He was galloping. Great ball, right in stride. And he, I mean, he looks like, uh, that, that. this has been, you know, because he had a nice game last week too. And so there was a lot of Vernon Davis narrative, Fountain of Youth all week. And it's kind of like, okay, can he keep it up? I mean, like he seriously does look like a young, I mean, he, he looks like he did 10 years ago right now. I don't know what's going on. Like, it's, But there's not. If Reed has to miss time, it's like, okay. I was going to say, I mean, there's no way he supplants Reed as the number one. The good thing with tight ends, the way you well, use Reed, them scheme-wise. Reed is obviously not right. He, was, he missed a lot of snaps tonight. They were kind of That's what I mean. But you can easily avoid having to not – you can still keep him number one on your depth chart and call him number one the whole time and end up throwing ball passes to Vernon Davis without yeah. ever – you know. Re- that, that's just the nature of the position. So. He looks great. One but, other um, key thing, Hayes, there was – I'm sure you caught the um, – Redskins had, had what would have been an amazing goal line stand – and um, on third down, Preston Smith got called for a neutral zone infraction and gave them another third down play, and they scored. Yep. I mean, I, I, the aerial view makes it look like a complete phantom call. Like, what the heck? That, that was incredibly important penalty, and as far as I can tell, it wasn't even right. It does seem like one where, like, if you're going to call a neutral zone infraction it's for just be a guy being lined up, like, well, yeah, exactly, you need to see it. On and one on third and one. <laughs> and and half the times it seems like I, I mean I know it's not the ref's job to to write the guy but again if he's like sitting there and you're gonna call him for it it's almost like you could just yell like you know make sure you know, yeah watch, yeah, watch yourself yeah you know I, mean? I mean and I don't like, I feel like they do it with receivers when they're like make sure you're on the you know there's rules about guys have to be on the line yeah. or off the line or whatever and I feel like they'll do that sometimes like make sure you're on the line there or whatever right. yeah um, you gotta, no, you gotta that, give uh, him a warning maybe they did give him a warning I don't know but. I mean, I, I, and I, I, I don't often bitch about calls, but, like, that was a super important call, and I was just like, what? Um, I have people – I've been at games when, when there'll be, like, a fan in the stands who swears he sees, 
like the other team lining up offsides every time. Like he's, you know, he'll be calling out a guy's number, and he's not just crazy. Like you can almost sort of see how one guy's helmet is, uh, you know, in front of the other three guys on the helmet. But like again, I can't, you know, rare. rare how many times in the game, especially when you're sitting in the stands, is the ball perpendicular to your, you know, your eyesight, so that you are actually looking down the line to see what it would be. But no, with right. all the cameras, I, I didn't see much there either. But. uh but you know who knows what the inner workings of a game. But yes, in in, in the at the end of the day, a, a humongous call. Yeah. Um, so. so you know, I mean, in summary, like would have been so awesome to to come away with it. But I mean, I I just that was they played fine. They played well. They played well against a good team in in unfavorable conditions. Um, they they dealt with with a lot of attrition. And I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna use the M word, but. Um, it was, it was, I, I feel that it was legitimizing and it gives me good optimism for, you know, that there's going to be a lot of good football games the rest of this year and that they're going to be in the discussion in, in December. And I say every year, like, that's my main concern. Um, how much do you, uh, you know, uh, obviously, I think I saw, see you send out a snarky tweet about the Giants um, improving to 0 and 4. How much do you pay attention? to the rest of the division on a week in or week out basis to determine I mean, how good you think the Redskins are a lot. Yeah. I, um, the giants, I, I didn't think they would be as bad as they are. Certainly not, but they, they do seem to be in disarray and I have a feeling their locker room is very combustible. So, uh, that, that season could get sloppy fast. The Eagles look pretty good. The Cowboys are good. Um, so, you know, it's, but not as good as last year. Cowboys no, aren't good as last year. Probably not, probably not as good as last year, but they still look good. Um, and when, when's the first game with the Cowboys? I don't remember. They got um, we have both Eagles games before we have anybody else. I think so. Yeah. Uh, so What's next for the Redskins? Away. They got a they got to find out. Uh, I can't remember who's after the bye. Forty Niners. Okay, and the, yeah, that's right. San Fran, and then I think it's Eagles again already after that. That sounds uh, sounds like it could be right. Yeah, it sounds exactly right. So bye. Ooh, the early bye. What do you think about that? Well, I mean, people usually complain, but I, I actually tweeted earlier that, like, at this point, it's half a team is hurt, so it's, it seems like it's, yeah, it's, true. it's actually That's a good, true. good thing. And after a Monday night game, so you don't have to play that short week. Yep. Um, one and one in primetime games, so we don't know what that does to the Redskins' primetime curse, but a 500 <laughs> record is better than uh, the you've been I mean, I mean, very unscientifically, I'm feeling, you know, I'm not going to say the curse is shaken or broken, but. You know that's two in a row where it was like they they came to play. So, you know, I'm it's uh, it's weakening. Yep. So uh, two and two after the first four. Do I get that? Do I get that yep. right? Yep. Two that's and two after the I first expected. four. I thought they would win the first two and lose the next two. So uh, you know, two and two. They just they, they split the first quarter of the year. That's uh, that's all right. And then 49ers, Eagles, Cowboys, and Seahawks are the next four. It'd be nice to go three and one in there, but yeah, two the and C- two. Seahawks would... aren't as good as they, you know, they they. No, they're not are, world so, beaters. Uh, and like I said, Cowboys aren't as good as they were last year. Yeah. Three and one would be awesome in yeah, that stretch, yeah. but two and two uh, certainly doesn't mean you're out of anything. Right. Um, anything else from Brent's notes or otherwise? To- to conclude the moral victory edition of I'm just going to keep saying it, the moral victory edition of a Monday night podcast uh, for the Redskins. Anything else to close it out? I think we covered it. We did cover it. Um, unfortunately, the Redskins did, did not, not cover, cover it. it. <laughs> the freaking seven-point point spread, and they couldn't have just taken a knee on. They had to give up a meaningless, very meaningful, very expensive touchdown to hit the over and the Chiefs covering. 
But more importantly, the Redskins are 2-2. Two and two. Will we talk about it on the bye week? I don't know. We'll have to see. If we get enough uh, fan listener response, we might have a bye week burgundy broadcast to talk about some of the things that we don't always talk about when we're talking about the games that have just happened. So we'll let the fans decide. Burgundy broadcast next week or no. Or maybe we'll let Brent's family decide since he uh, <laughs> spent more time with them for a Sunday. We'll see. Uh, we'll if, there's see. No, if there's nothing else from Brent, stay tuned. Exciting information and updates to come about Brent's family. Uh, for Brent <laughs> and the Burgundy Blogcast, I am Mealy, Sports Journalist, Hayes Permar. Thanks for listening. Later. Burgundy Blogcast is the official podcast of Burgundy Blog. On the Redskins, for the truth.